the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? It's Christmas Eve. <laughs> and, uh, it's uh, Everyone's got the stockings up. Everyone's uh, made their list. They've uh, seen if they've been good enough to uh, receive a first-round corner at 10 or if they've been so bad that – uh, you get forced a defensive end that you don't want at 10. So, it, it really uh, is. We're all making preparations. I went to the store and got all the snacks and drinks ready to go. And yeah. I, I'm excited, Lane. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah, of course. I mean, it, it's. I had a friend who's, you know, not nearly as, uh, uh, you know, obsessed with football as I am, I guess, but, but still really loves football. And even he was referring to this as, uh, you know, like Christmas. I, I just think it's, there's so much joy and excitement and there's so much uncertainty and, 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 and the uh, unwrapping to unwrapping of presents yeah, uh, yeah. is, is very analogous to what, what you get when, it, when your team is on the clock and, and you actually get the pick. It's, it's very exciting. Yeah. I've had so many buddies text me today that they're not getting any work done today because all they've been doing <laughs> is scouring Twitter and looking at mock yeah. drafts. So, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a good time of the year. So Lena, we're going to get into um, some Cowboys related rumors in just a second. But first and foremost, did you watch the pre-draft press conference yesterday? Was there any significant notes or takeaways from it? You know, this it felt like for the first time in a while, it was one of the least uh, informative uh, pre-draft press well, conferences. Well, they're all they're, – none of them are informative. I watched the 2021 yesterday. There, you got nothing out of it. Nothing. The 2021 was the start of it, but I felt like previous to that, Jerry and Steven will at least give you one solid nugget that you previously didn't have, whether it's like, oh, we're not considering that position. You're like, ah, I spent all season blocking this position. So we didn't really get as much of that. Uh, It it does. I mean, the only thing that I felt like was of serious note was, uh, you know, McCarthy harped on speed and, and needed mm-hmm. to get speed on defense. And I think that that can kind of inform some some insight to us or give us some insight into potentially what they're, you know, how they're ranking or measuring these guys or, or at least what kind of priority they're putting on speed on defense. I thought that the really fascinating, interesting line that I've uh, uh, that I've been using a lot is don't be stupid with your needs. That's, that's, that's the line that I thought was the sure. the glory hole uh, line of the, uh, of the press conference uh, where, you know, I thought don't be stupid with your needs. And I, and, and I agree. you know, it, it's wisdom. It's good wisdom by Jerry. And I, I think, you know, there's been times when coaches may have, uh, of uh, you know, pushed him in, into being stupid with needs before taco Charlton. And, yeah. uh, and I think, you know, that's kind of what happens is that he, you learn your lesson from that kind of thing. And, and hopefully they have learned their lesson. They'll all actually follow their own advice. I just hate these pre-draft press conferences because <laughs> I want information. But at the same time, I yeah. don't want, like you don't want Jerry Jones saying, Hey, 
we're going to pick X player here. Uh, yeah. I joked around on Twitter. If you played the press conference backwards from last year, you hear them say they want CD Lamb at 17. That was a joke. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, later, let's, uh, let's get into some rumors. And we know that it's silly season. We know that you really mm. probably shouldn't take anything that's being said now, uh, you know, in full or whatever. But I, there are some things out there that I think make a lot of sense. The first one is something that we've actually been hearing for a couple days now, and that's that the Cowboys and Patriots have been discussing a potential trade down if a quarterback, and I'm going to assume it's Justin Fields, is available at 10, they would potentially try to come up first and foremost. If that is the case, what are you asking for for the Patriots? Like, What do you need to get to, to move back from 10 to 15? Well, I mean, first of all, we've heard all kinds of stuff here. I mean, I've heard all kinds. I mean, the, and, and the funny thing about it is I've heard from multiple different sources, uh, a variety of different uh, trade compensations, but but strongly uh, 15 to 10, strongly the Patriots mm-hmm. and the Cowboys, right? That seems to be – Well, I think I it makes about. sense for both teams, right? Because yeah. Dallas gets assets, but they don't drop so far where they probably don't get a first-round player, right? Yeah, exactly. Um you know, I think that you probably uh, some of the things that we've heard is is discussing uh, uh, swapping picks in in later day two, or, or you know maybe swapping uh, spots in uh, uh, in the second round, uh, a potential of picks next year, uh, whether it's a, a second or third round pick potentially uh, going there. Uh, I've heard and 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 not really too much specifics. I've heard there's players involved. Or that they have at least discussed, you know, some names back and forth. So I guess really overall what I would say is that it, it sounds like they they have a general, you know, agreement that this is a good fit for trade mm-hmm. partners and that they're kind of cycling through several different machinations of what this trade could be. Uh, you're like, hey, well, you know, I like this guy. Maybe we can trade this and this and then flop seconds and then, you know, whatever. So I think that, you know, they – they, they like the idea of the spots that they, they're targeting those areas and they like the idea of working with each other and, and maybe, you know, working around the rest of the NFC East. Uh, but I think that, you know, it will be interesting to see exactly what the compensation is if the, the trade goes down on Thursday, because uh, that's where it feels like we're hearing things all over the board about what it, the compensation could be. So two things we have heard specific players. Don't you lie? We've we've heard specific players. I'm I not going sure to mention who say that. No, no, okay, no. okay, okay. I'm not going to mention who they are, but I. Okay. It wouldn't be shocking if the Cowboys and Patriots swap guys that were on expiring deals. Let's say that. Yeah. Okay. And names and I, that you probably names that we've heard bantied about as potential trade fodder sure. before. Yeah. But I'll say that you know, well, like not, no, nothing shocking, you know, as far I, as who the names are. My guess is, Landon, this whole week has been laying the groundwork for trades. If Justin Fields yeah. is available at 10, this is what we would like. This is what we would take. And these are the guys that we would target. Uh, I, I Again, I don't know how this is impacted by who's available at 10, because let's say Patrick Sertan is there at 10 yeah. and Justin Fields. Are, are they still making that move? I don't know. Uh, what's maybe the hierarchy there? Yeah. Yes. What's, right, what's like, the hierarchy of trade versus taking Patrick Sertan? Like what's correct. the power ranking there of all those situations? That's that's a very fascinating part of this. Absolutely. And, and that's what I think we're still trying to find out. And then on top yeah. of that, I think there's other teams around where Dallas is picking that are 
also interested in moving up to number 10 because, again, the Giants drafted 11. We think they could be going either edge rusher, offensive line, maybe receiver. Eagles definitely looking at wide receiver. So if a team that you know that's drafting 16, let's say the Arizona Cardinals, who have been rumored to draft Jalen Waddell, would Dallas be interested in going back to 16? So, I, again, I just think over the next – I mean, over the next, what, 30 hours, 38 hours, however many it is – we're going to hear a bunch of trade rumors because teams are laying the groundwork for trades if a quarterback falls. Um, and even, listen, I think it was Jerry Jones yesterday said they're in a great position because they're drafting in the yeah. top 10 and they've got their quarterback signed. And they know that they might be able to get an extraordinary amount of value trading down. And they're okay with that. But there is a cutoff of where you can't trade down so far and not get a first-round pick. I don't think they're going to go – into the 20s or anything like that you know I, I we've been saying for a long time that if mac jones goes three and justin Fields starts to fall uh, uh that's really going to be a catalytic event for the, the the top part of the draft because so many teams as opposed to mac jones would trade up for uh, uh justin fields and i realized as i was formulating that in my brain that that actually if 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 mac jones is the pick at three then i guess san francisco technically did trade up to go select mac jones yeah but uh uh, but you know i don't know that i mean i guess we're all kind of confused by that if if mac jones is the pick at at three uh, you know i think a lot of people are going to be scratching their heads for sure but beyond that as well i do think it will set off a chain of events that uh, uh could lead to a scramble for finding a soft landing spot yes. for Justin Fields. Uh, I want to talk about Landon, who the Cowboys would potentially target at 15. If they executed a trade for the Patriots, let's just assume mm-hmm. it's 15 and 46. I want to talk about three guys that I have circled, but before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Nugenics. Hey, Cowboy fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, text DRAFT to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels, increase uh, energy and lean muscle mass. Uh, plus, text right now, and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Tea, the most powerful fat killer ever, with key ingredients to get you back in shape, absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231-231. That's DRAFT to 231-231. All right, Landon. So, again, we're going to assume the Cowboys make a trade with New England. They go from 10 to 15, probably pick up, pick 46, and maybe they pick up a another day three pick who are some of the names that you think the Cowboys would be interested in assuming again Patrick Sertan and JC Horn are gone at 15, at 15. Um, yeah I mean I think it really starts to open things up right because you get the extra pick that gives you the value to start kind of uh, 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 choosing from that next tier without you know the kind of pressing of oh, are you getting value are you getting value uh, which you know it's it's important to get value and, and you should you should not trade away from value but I think that you are getting a certain amount of value built in by the trade back because you're getting that extra pick right so uh, you could start considering guys like you know Barmore and Zaven Collins and I mean I I think you know there's you could potentially start 
considering some of the offensive guys. You could start considering uh, tackles. You could you consider uh, uh, you know just a, a lot. Elijah Vera Tucker is in that in that range. I'm sure mm. they like Elijah Vera Tucker. Stop smiling, Marcus. I well, know the reason. The reason why I'm smiling <laughs> is that's the number one name on my list. I have Elijah Vera uh, Tucker. Yeah, I, I think yep. if they go down to 15. I don't want to say that would be the pick, but I think that's somebody that would certainly be in the short list of names if he is there. Uh, I've heard from a lot of different people over the last two or three weeks that there's some people in the draft that believe he's the second best offensive lineman in this class. And uh, I, I, I believe it was Lance Erline uh, on his latest Prospects to Pros podcast said, yeah. Starting at 10 is his range, and he could go 11, 12, 13. I mean, those are all spots where he makes a lot of sense. And for the Cowboys, I believe he shares the same agent as Tyron Smith. He went to USC. He has guard and tackle versatility. He's somebody that could probably play left guard right away, and maybe in the future you move him to tackle, assuming that he, you know, the, the arm length isn't an issue. But I think at 15 – you're grabbing a Pro Bowl caliber guard that can play day one that I think would fit the scheme really well. Yeah, and I think you know he's uh, as you started to look at him more and more, it feels like uh, there is a he's created his own little sub tier yes. between yes. The, the top two guys and Christian Darrisaw in that next group. So, uh, and and I agree again, kind of to your point, I personally think that of these guys that you're trying to kick into guard, I think he probably could be the best of them. Like mm-hmm. I, I, as far, as far as playing guard, right. I think, I think Slater has better versatility to eventually move inside and then go back outside if you wanted him to. Yes, I would agree. But, but I think as far as like, if you decided to move this guy to guard and play him next year, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Vera Tucker was the best rookie guard of the guys that you're potentially you know even for short term moving inside well I, I saw a tweet from our good friend eric galco today who said that a lot of teams believe that slater is the number one offensive lineman in the class for that exact reason right if you are projecting mm-hmm. them at a different position other than left tackle i think it's pretty easy i think slater's a better guard than what suell is and I think Vera Tucker's probably a better guard than what Suell is, right? I mean, I think in terms of technique, he's a little less sloppy. He's got – I think he's maybe a better mover in space. So if you're just doing it that way, I can see why some teams maybe are a little bit concerned about playing or drafting Suell inside the top 10 if you if you, if you you have to move into a different position. And I think that's why the Cowboys maybe like Elijah Vera Tucker so much. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't disagree there. I think that if you're drafting Sewell, you should put him at tackle and play him at tackle. Yes, you know, I agree. just get him, just get him in there, and, and it might and, be rough. Though. I think that's the problem. It, it could be really yeah. rough as a rookie. I think it would, yeah, it would be even more rough if he moved inside because I think you know I there's a lot more tan te- technique you need to worry about. I think that hand technique specifically, where he's still you know kind of raw, um, and I think that that's I think he would bury folks. I think he, I think there's there's a couple of snaps that he would absolutely bury folks, but I also think that as far as making a smooth transition inside to me, Slater and Vera Tucker's games are much more suited for that. Uh, mm-hmm. But but then again. I don't think that either one of those two guys is nearly the offensive tackle that Panay Sewell could yeah, be, I would in agree. my opinion. Uh, again, I, I just believe at 15, you can justify the Elijah Vera Tucker pick. You continue to invest in your offensive line. And then on top of that, you get another day two pick that you can spend on defense. 
I do think that makes a lot of sense if that's the direction the Cowboys go to. Uh, another option, I think, you mentioned Xavier Collins. We don't have to talk about him. We've spent countless hours on him as a – Yep. Uh, Trayvon Merrick, the safety from TCU. Yep. I think at 15 is where, okay, now this makes sense to potentially grab him. You fill the free safety role with a guy that's just rock solid, can tackle. Uh, it seems like a lot of people really like him. Uh, would you be okay with Merrick at 15? You know, I, I would say that I think it's probably a little bit of a reach, um, but it's not so much that I'm going to hit them again. Like the value part is, is, is made whole by the fact that you've got an extra pick, mm-hmm. uh, whatever that extra pick is. Um, I, I, I like Merrick and I, mm-hmm. and I, I, if, if we ended up with him, I wouldn't be upset. Uh, but I do think that, I would imagine that there would be better players there available to them uh, than Morag uh, if they're on the clock at 15. You're probably right. But the I think the advantage of drafting Merrig at 15 rather than waiting for a safety at 44 or 46 is you're really probably hoping one guy falls to you, right? And Javon Holland, that's probably it. So if you would rather just get the safety out of the board, you know, off – you know, now, and then at 44, Hey, we've got four corners that we really like that could potentially fill that spot, whether it's Tyson Campbell or Eric Stokes or a Fetty Melifamu. I just feel like there's more depth at other positions, grab the top safety and then move on to a different spot on your defense. I I, I can see that being the right reasoning. I, I don't hate that. I mean, I, I think again, the further you get out of the top 10 or at least, you know, certainly the top five, uh, the more you can convince me that draft sequencing should come into play. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you're at in the top 10, you have a chance to take an elite player. Don't be stupid. Like, you know, it's it, it, again, don't be stupid with needs. It's, it's a lot like, it's a lot like the, the, the Cincinnati Bengals uh, choice at five, right? It's the, you know, it's chase versus Sewell. Pick the guy that's rated higher. Don't yeah. pick the guy that 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 you know you think you can draft somebody else at second and third round. At the who cares? Draft the best player. You're in the top five. Yeah. You're you're at, you're in the elite tier. You cannot screw this pick up. You certainly can't put things you know like that into your formula that are actually going to have any weight to them. You have to pick yeah. the best player. Cowboys as they move further back, I think they can have the luxury of trying to sequence things a little bit because they have extra picks. It gives it, like I said it spreads the value out a little bit more. Um so uh, yeah, I mean I think again, I'm not going to hit them super hard if they take Morig at 15. They traded back, they got the extra pick. That that makes the value worth it to me. If they got a guy that they liked, I, I'm certainly not going to hit them for that. I think I would prefer to get him a little bit later, mm-hmm. but but again, the trade back makes it palatable. Again, I want to mention the Raiders drafted 17. They've got Gus Bradley. They're playing the same exact defense yep. that the Cowboys are playing. And they don't have a free safety. Their current free safety is Jeff Heath on their roster. I don't know if you I've want to wait. Him. Yeah, I don't know if you want to wait any longer to draft Trayvon Merrick because I think that's a very likely selection there. So fifteen might be the sweet spot where Maybe. you need to grab him. Uh, one more name, Landon. You mentioned drafting the best player available, and if there's a blinking light on the board, what about Devonte Smith now? I know a lot of people are saying you can't draft a receiver in back-to-back years. And actually, it would be like three straight years after trading your first-round pick in 2019 for Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb in 2020, and Devontae Smith in 2021. However, if Michael Gallup, let's say, is part of that trade to move back to 15, okay, now you have a needed receiver. 
Devontae Smith, you want to talk about a guy that fits this offense well, Landon? Yeah. Like, can you yeah. imagine him as the third receiver in this offense where he's going up against the third best cornerback every week? And, you know, he can, he can get open with his route running and his quickness. And that's a, that's a pretty fun fit in Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy's offense now. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, talking about kind of, the uh the the type of player that you need at wide receiver right mm-hmm. like uh he 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 fits a lot of things that the cowboys like i think you know obviously this is something that we haven't really talked about very much because the idea of the cowboys taking a wide receiver in the first round uh especially Devonte smith it, you know would normally be associated with the 10th pick right mm-hmm. um at 15 I can see it now, especially if Gallup is in, if it was involved in the trade, like yeah, that yeah. that makes a lot of mis- that makes a lot of sense. Suddenly, you're resetting the clock on on how long you've got these guys for, uh, you know, and then you're looking at a future where uh, even post Cooper, you've got Ceedee Lamb and Devontae Smith. That's not bad. I, I mean, that's certainly it, not going to poo poo it. The thing I like about Smith is I think he fits perfectly with the way Dak Prescott plays, right? I think Dak yeah. likes these guys that get open quickly and are the good right. route runners. Right. He's maybe not the most explosive player after the catch, but that's okay because he's just going to get open all the time. So I don't love Devontae Smith as a number one receiver in the league. And I don't think and you can see that on my draft board. He's not in my top 15 players. But if you're telling me he goes to a team where he's the third receiver, Okay, that's where I get really, really excited because I think he can be special in that role. Um, again, a lot of things would have to happen for the Cowboys to pull the trigger on Devontae Smith. Yeah. I just think it's worth mentioning because I think that's around where he'll go. And if the New England Patriots request Michael Gallup in a trade, I could see it. Um, let's, we're going to get to some more rumors and some NFC East related rumors. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is on. The, the, we've got the Kentucky Derby, uh, it's the first leg of the Triple Crown. Uh, we get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just make sure you're using that promo code Locked On. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. I also want to tell you guys about Built Bar. You know Built Bar, the best tasting protein mm. bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. Real chocolate, amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. All right, Landon, we're going to run through a couple uh, rumors really quickly. Let's let's try to get hit as many as possible. First and foremost, uh, from Dan Graziano and Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, Washington trying to trade inside the top 10, but not for a quarterback. Do you believe it? And if it isn't for a quarterback, who is it for? I don't know if I believe it. Um, I, I, I do believe that Washington is exploring a trade up because I've heard that as well, but not for a quarterback. That's shocking. Um, if it's not for a quarterback, 
maybe an offensive lineman. I, I, I mean, like it's – I don't know. Like that, Washington seems like they really need a quarterback. And if they're – they really seem like if they're trading up, they need to be trading up for a quarterback. Their, so, their problem they have is they draft too late in the first round, right? Is a yeah. team, let's say Denver, going to want to go from 9 to 19 or wherever they draft 9 to 20? Probably not, right? Unless you're getting multiple first-round picks in the future. I highly doubt it. So then if you're doing that, how can you not be taking a quarterback? That's exactly what it is, right? You have to be taking a quarterback. So maybe maybe Washington's trying to throw the scent off to other teams wanting to get up. Uh, I, I just don't oh, no. see them not getting a quarterback. It doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah, I can believe the trade part. I can believe that. Uh, just because there's, I mean, they, you know, seriously, if they trade up and they get a quarterback, Cowboys fans, we're gonna have to talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, but if 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 they trade up and they take Rashawn Slater, cool, cool, man, <laughs> great, <laughs> awesome. I mean, uh, I love enjoy Slater. That. That's Slater. That's Slater's ridiculous. Not, yeah, 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 I agree. That's ridiculous uh, for Sewell, man. Like, I, I, I don't yeah, know. Like, yeah. I, I think they're they're too close. And to throw it all away for anything other than a quarterback to me is not smart. All right. The next one is from our buddy Eric Galco again. He believes that Jason Oa will not go in the first round and he could go within the first 10 or 12 picks of the second round. Is Jason Oa somebody that you're interested in at 44? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I mean, I know how you feel about uh, lack of production. Uh, but I'm okay with that. But you like him. But you like him, don't you? you I, I, I like him. Your own thing. No, no, well, I, okay. The athleticism is fantastic. And yeah, the production keeps him out of the first round for me. No. Second round is where I gamble on those guys, right? Okay. Like the second round is where you gamble on the freaky athletes. I just I can't do this when we're doing it in the top 20. That doesn't make any no. sense to me. 44 is a good range for him. I can't remember if the Eagles pick ahead of us in the second round. I guess they don't, right? Or do, no, no, they I, do actually. Yeah, and and if they do, talking. I would be. I wouldn't be surprised if they were the ones who ended up taking him. Thirty-seven. Uh, yep. Yeah, 37. I wouldn't be surprised if thirty-seven was his landing spot because that seems like an Eagles pick to me. The Giants also drafted forty-two. That makes a lot of sense if the Giants sure. don't go pass rusher. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about uh, Jason Owe. To, to the similar thing, I, I don't think Gregory Rousseau is going in the first round. If he's there at 44, are you interested in that? Well, I mean, I don't know if everyone saw, but on the, the DallasCowboys.com show, KT Turner caused uh, quite a uh, a riot on the show by picking Gregory Rousseau uh, at 44. If he's there, I know – I. I, I I struggle with him I, really badly. I struggle with him too because I feel like we have greatly – I feel like we have appropriately downgraded his stock. But now I feel like we are struggling as a, as a community, draft community, to find his floor, to find where we do feel comfortable with it because we've spent all this time spe- speaking of the unknowns. And again, the, the real problem here and the reason that I think he is kind of in a free fall is that – he was overrated to begin with. We started driving him down. He has no 2020 tape. So we don't mm-hmm. have any idea what this kid looks like. No, he no. played one year of college football. He, 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 he really showed out. He's brand new at the position. So it's, it's everything like it's, you don't have a lot of tape, but he has an incredible amount of upside. He hasn't played very much defensive end. So you don't know how good he's going to be immediately, but the other, the other side, 
he hasn't played very much defensive end. He could get so much better. So it's it's he's really an anomaly. And this is one of the guys that I think is going to be. In fact, I'll say it. I think this is the guy who has suffered the most uh, because of of the COVID situation. Whether it's of his own doing for for opting out or however you want to face it, this is the guy who. Uh, has just kind of had a, a nightmare offseason compared to what the expectations were for the player going into last year's uh, college football season. I do want people to remember at the beginning of the draft cycle, I can vividly remember, Landon, like when the Cal- as soon as Dak Prescott got hurt, the first thing I did was start to look at mock drafts. And I remember Gregory Russo being like in the top 10 of every yep. single mock. In every single mock. He hasn't played since then, obviously. And now we're talking about him. Would you would you absolutely hate it if they drafted him at 44? I don't know how to feel. It's certainly a risky pick. But, hey, if you take a, let's say, a sure thing like Sertan at 10, I feel better about that, right? Or if you trade down and you pick up an extra second-round pick, okay, that makes sense. So now I, I get, you know, with your extra draft capital, taking a risk. But – it's going to be interesting. Uh, one more edge rusher that I want your opinion on at number 44, a report from Tony Pauline of pro football network, Georgia edge Aziz Ojolari was flagged mm. for a degenerative lower leg condition in Indianapolis. Yes or no to Ojolari at 44. Yeah. Give me, give me. I mean, don't care about degenerative legs yeah, I've, heard, I've heard of those. That's fine. I yeah. I mean, it didn't, it didn't stop him last year. did it. So uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's I, I don't know. I think <laughs> I think uh, I think, yeah, I, I would. I mean, that's where if, if you're going to knock him for a knee, he's too talented. Just get, grab him and, and let's let's see how long that knee lasts. I, I To me, that's I mean, and of course, it's the perfect Cowboys pick, right? Oh, yeah, a guy with it. a degenerative knee. That's perfect. Really talented. That's yeah. yeah, let's uh, let's yeah. I'll take him at 44. Absolutely. Uh, one more sleep, Landon. One more sleep, and then we are here. And I don't know I if did... I'm going to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, I may yeah. have had my last sleep. Yeah, that's true. Um, I might be trying to get a couple more in before the trial. Yeah, tight. maybe. Uh, that is it for today's <laughs> show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audacity, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, thanks again to everybody who's been subscribing to our show on YouTube. Yes. We've hit 1,000 subscribers uh, on Tuesday night. So thanks again. Continue to do that. Uh, you can follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.